having people shout my name and, you know, spend thousands of dollars to see me is not what I really want. What I want is kind of what we were talking about earlier. Like, if you can affect somebody today uh, with a song or with something, that's worth it. Welcome, everybody, to the Drop the Disc podcast, and welcome to 2021. This is our first episode of the new year, so we are still celebrating the holiday season with you guys. And welcome, because this first episode of 2021 is an episode of Augusta Rocks, our mini-series where we're highlighting local musicians. This week's episode features Tom Reed, who's not your average musician. While he does have original music, Tom spends his time not recording that music, but with learning about music and teaching others. The amount of knowledge that I have is there. It's just I haven't always wanted to be the dude that that gave out the knowledge. But I've come to sort of realize as of late that that like moment when people get it, you know, that's the coolest thing ever. Tom has played it with local bands, he's played with the Augusta Players, and he's played solo. So what is the style that inspires him? Most of my influence came from like older stuff, like Otis Redding, um, uh, Sam Cooke. And what's the best piece of advice that he could give and that he's gotten as a musician? The moment that you get over wanting to be famous is the moment that you can be happy. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Drop the Disc podcast located at Augusta Podcast Studio right here downtown Augusta, Georgia. We really appreciate you tuning in and starting this New Year's off with us. This episode is really great. Tom Reed is not only super intelligent and great to talk to, but he's also a fantastic musician. So that music at the end is really going to be a treat. And this episode, just like every episode in 2020, is sponsored by our presenting sponsor for 2021, Nancy Powell of Powell & Associates. That's right, we have been kind of talking about this already, but Nancy Powell is going to be supporting the show for another calendar year. She is really incredible. Uh, We are not the only local organization that she supports. In fact, her brokerage, Powell & Associates, supports the Young Professionals of Augusta, the Chambers of Commerce, for which she's an ambassador. She sponsors our show, and she gets involved all over the city with philanthropy, with community involvement, and we are just honored to have her. If you need a great person to help you with some real estate questions, contact Nancy Powell at Downtown Augusta Broker on Instagram, or, of course, at Powell & Associates. Thank you so much, Nancy. And now... On to the first show of 2021. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. And uh, we are Drop the Disc Podcast, and this is our music series. Welcome everybody to a special presentation of the Augusta Rocks. Rocks music series. This is our Christmas episode, yeah. so we have really high expectations of today's guest. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> we didn't tell him a lot of things. And we got you in the house right now. What's up, man? Introduce yourself. What's going on, guys? My name's Tom Reed, uh, and I, I'm glad I wore a red shirt because yeah. that's as best as Christmas as I could get. <laughs> tell us a little bit about what you're doing in Augusta right now, man. Uh, so right now I'm finishing up, uh, a degree in college over at Augusta University. I'm doing a bachelor of arts degree in music. I Uh, did a bachelor of arts, but it was not in music. Right. So we'd have, we have a BA degree, man. There we go. BA. That's it. Um, uh, so I'm doing that and I'm majoring actually in voice, which is something that a lot of people don't really know. Um, other than that, I teach part-time. I teach guitar, piano, voice, and ukulele sometimes uh, at Guitar Center up here on Riverwatch. Very nice. nice. Shout out Guitar Center. Um, And other than that, I I play at church at Wesley. Shout out Wesley. Um, I play with uh, all kinds of groups. Uh, I I just got started playing with McCraney here recently. 
Uh, Super friend cool. of the show, former guest, love Will McCraney. Oh, yeah. Uh, playing with the cats. That's Ooh. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool group of guys, man. Cool so is it safe guys. to say that what you're doing in Augusta is summed up by saying you're doing a lot of music? Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, it, I like made this conscious effort at the end of right around sort of October 2019 that I, that I was like working. I was working at ADP. Love ADP. Shout out to ADP. Uh, I was working at a desk job and kind of like was getting a little fed up with sitting at a desk um, and decided like in December, I was like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to put my two weeks in and I'm a uh, 2020 is going to be my year. <laughs> We all said it. I'm going to, dude, everybody said it. That's what happened. 2020 vision. I said, I'm going to like, I'm going to do music full time. I'm going to teach. I'm going to go back to school, all this stuff. And uh, I did it, man. Quit my job. Start like started teaching. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, like February came around and boo, 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 CNN breaking news. Yeah. Hey, there's this (laughs) crazy thing happening. And, um, then like every, all these plans I had kind of shut down, man. You know, like uh, I think not having the ma- the spring masters was like a big sort of that was when Augusta kind of like realized. That's like, when oh, we all realized oh, this is not oh, this a joke. Is real. This right. is real. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So we're we're here to talk about your music, and we're gonna get a little preview later on in the show. But before we do that, we want to kind of introduce you to the people listening to this podcast. Cool. So the first question we pretty much always ask is, are you from Augusta? Uh, actually, no. Really? Yeah. I thought you were a local. I am, technically. Well, now you are, but you've got, where a, are you from? you've got the southern accent. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you got the lumberjack shirt. <laughs> I know. I, I, I look like I come from Augusta. Um, but no, I actually hail from, I was born in Augusta. Okay. okay. I was born uh, on Wrightsboro Road, man. Is this a life begins at conception conversation that we've just started? No, man, because I, <laughs> I, I've asked my parents. They don't remember, you know. <laughs> They're like, eh, it was sometime <laughs> in the early 90s. Right. <laughs> so uh, you were born in Augusta. Oh, yeah, man. And I grew up in Lincolnton, which is north of here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this is how I, if, you, if you're not familiar with Lincolnton, but you're familiar with Augusta, I say get on Washington Road. And people go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that. Long road, got that. I go, okay, go on Washington Road. And you head north. That's Highway 40, I believe. And you head all the way until you hit a stop sign that ends the road. Oh, I've, I've <laughs> driven that way. I've not not a four-way. No, 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 that's Pollard's Corner. That's You're talking about keep going past oh, yeah. Pollard's. You're going to stop. You're going to look to your left. You're going to see a Hardee's. <laughs> You're going to look to your right. <laughs> I'm tripping him up already. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> you're going to look to your right, and you're going to see a huddle house. And that's Lincolnton. That's Lincolnton. <laughs> wow. A Hardee's and a Home and a of the fourth house. most winningest high school football coach in the country. There Fun it is. fact, Larry yeah. Campbell. We don't yeah. need to do a single other second of this interview, and we've already gotten a lot of content out of you. <laughs> you know what? People are going to hear this episode, and they're going to be like, we're on break. Let's just drive down there. Yeah, let's yeah, go. No, let's dude, go to Huddle House. Hey, go to Lincoln County, man. There we go. There's a lot of stuff. They got Mexican restaurants, two of them. Ooh, yep. Decisions, both. <laughs> so, did you go to high school in Lincolnton? Did yes, you sir. fully grow up in that area? Uh, yeah. So I, I went to Lincoln County Elementary School, Middle School, High School. Same school, just same. Kept getting older. <laughs> yeah, the same. The the literal same classroom, same teacher. Um, but I graduated from what we call the old building. Gotcha. Um, I graduated in 2010. All right. Shout and, out. Uh, yeah, shout what out. What a heck of a year to have a 10-year reunion. Dude. Me too. Yeah, Chris too. I'm a, I'm a 2010 grad Hashtag as well. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, lying. He was going to play at the reunion. Um, uh, <laughs> to be For t- both of his classmates. No, no offense to anybody I graduated with, but I, I kept trying to think of something I could say like, oh, guys, I can't. I'm sorry. just lost my voice. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, so... Let's talk about growing up in Lincolnton real quick, though. We're making a little bit of jokes, but Lincolnton is a rural county. Yeah, man. Uh, it's probably, what, 40 minutes from downtown Augusta, maybe 45, 50 minutes. Yeah, that's about right. Something like that. This guy and his geography. Completely it's undefined. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah, a political science. So, you know, I, I know two things. The government, geography. And, Le- and Lincolnton. 
Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I actually had a babysitter from Lincolnton when I was oh, growing up. Okay. So I actually know a little bit just who, from... Who was it? I'm not going to tell you. We'll talk after. Because <laughs> um, I, I probably know. You probably do. My gr- never mind. It, move um, it on. Move it on. When you grew up in Lincolnton, though, was music your... Uh, it seems like music is kind of a focal point of your life right now. Was that the same for you all the way through growing up? Uh, kind of. Um, I never... I didn't really do music growing up. Like nobody in my family did music. My my grandmother sang. What does that mean? Did music like, like nobody like played an instrument. Gotcha. Nobody nobody like sang in a choir besides like my grandma. Um, my my brother bought a guitar and that's pretty much where it started. Um, yep. I sang in church when I was little. I sang you know like Daddy's Hands for Father's Day. Yeah, yeah. When I, yeah. When I was like seven. Yeah. Um, and that that's like I guess where my family saw me singing, and they're like, "Oh, I guess he could do that." <laughs> but w- my my brother bought a guitar from our cousin, which was a Johnson guitar. Which okay. we don't have to make jokes there. It's we just, don't. It's just it, there. It is. Um, Thank you. People at home can, but yeah. we we won't. So um, I, I my brother bought this guitar, and he just like wouldn't ever learn how to play it. And I, one day, I just something just told me like, "Hey, let's just learn the guitar today." Picked it up, and that's. That's where it started. What was the first song that oh, you tried good, to play? Good Riddance by Green Day. You know what's funny? That was actually the first song I learned how to play on guitar really? back in high school. Yeah, I don't want to know the first song I learned. It was uh, Smoke on the Water. No. Dang. <laughs> Through the Fire and Flames. <laughs> uh, Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson. Where's the shame, man? Why Why did we not want Be- to know that? I wanted because to know that. Because it was literally the top of... G and C. That's all that was played. Can can we have since you've been gone as the intro music to this episode? Uh, legally, no. I I can play it though and record it and since use it. Yeah, because no one would recognize it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Tom, you graduated high school and you kind of mentioned to us that you're in college right now. Did you go to college and leave? Did you? decide that that wasn't for you at the time so it's kind of a story um okay i my sophomore year of high school i wanted to do musical theater because that was kind of a cool thing in lincoln county because we had a pretty cool little musical theater yeah. program um they unexpected to- sentence but very cool yeah yeah yeah. trust me this the story gets crazier <laughs> um it's they told me that I had to do choir in order to do musical theater because I was a dude, which was not true because there was a, a bunch of dudes that were in it that were, were not in choir. So I got in <laughs> choir, and uh, one of my like life mentors was a woman named Carolee Hobbins, and she was, yeah. the, she was the choir director. So I sang in choir, did, did musical theater, and then like the next year they told me that there was like singing contest that you could do in, in, in high school called... Um, uh, literary. It was part of literary, literary, which is like debate and okay. extemporaneous speaking, things like that. They also had boy solo singing, girl solo singing, quartets and trios, things right. like that. Um, so my uh, junior year of high school, they were like, hey, Tom, we want you to try to do this. And I was like, cool, all right. I went into it and did okay in like regionals. So I got to go to state and I was like, cool, this is awesome. And placed fourth in state. What kind of stuff were you singing? And the reason I ask is my sister went to Davidson and I went to her concerts religiously. Yeah. And when I say religiously, (laughs) I actually do mean it as a pun because they would be in churches singing old Latin music that I really, really wish I appreciated. Oh, dude, it's so. Is that what you were doing? Um, I sang like Renaissance music. Yeah, re- like early yeah. early English stuff, which is Renaissance. That's the expand your range music. Then kinda, it's <laughs> like there's. I remember like when I, the first year I was doing it, it was very hard, mm-hmm. and then it because I was like, this is this is a weird kind of singing, man. Because uh, you got to position your mouth a certain way, right. and all this sort of stuff. Full yeah. open mouth. Oh yes. yeah, I mean everything. You got to be conscious of it, <laughs> and they're like. So we want you to do this Italian song or whatever. So I did an Italian song and an English song, and that got me to fourth in state. So then they're like, all right, this is pretty good. So I do it the next year, and I remember doing uh, like a Renaissance song and something else, and uh, I ended up winning state in my senior year, which was pretty crazy because no one expected that. 
Like um, that's incredible, though. Senior please year. Please tell me you have a trophy. Uh, yeah, I, okay. I, I do have a trophy, okay. and it's sitting in the school in the trophy <laughs> cabinet. So Lincoln County obviously is known for football, right? Right. And we have and <laughs> we, no, we have we have track things, we have football things, basketball things, and then there's like another trophy case that's like literary stuff. And there we've had some pretty cool like teams over the years. So we've had some things, but like the only trophy that was or the first trophy, I think there was another one that won, but uh, the first trophy was. Tom Reed, baby. There you go. Yeah, so that was my claim to fame. And then they're like, hey, since you did this and you did very well, you should go and major in this. Mm. And that is literally how I got to Augusta was if I had if because I won that contest, they're like, hey, we want to give you a scholarship and you can go wow. to Augusta State at the time. Right. right? Yeah. And uh major in voice. And I was like, okay, cool. Did you have like a you know, you're you're an art major. I'm mm-hmm. sure the words backup plan have been said to you a lot. Was there something else you were thinking about maybe doing, or were you really all in on this? Well, I was all in on it because I had a scholarship at the time. Right, right. That's, that's what I was going to ask as well. Yeah, so um, before that, I was, like, really interested in being a vet, which is something that, again, like, I I just really like animals. So like I have two dogs at home and a cat and all kinds of all like I just really liked animals. And I always wondered like if I hadn't done music, could I have like gone and done that? But it's whatever. Because <laughs> we're too far down the rabbit hole now. <laughs> um You might need a haircut. Yeah. I, another animal pun. I, oh man. Man. That's gonna be really upsetting because Chris is gonna do this the rest of the episode. I now. am not. It's done. <laughs> I got it one and done. So um I I went and did school for like three years, mm-hmm. um, and the thing with music is they have to space classes out really weird, so right. three years wasn't really exactly three whole years. It was like two and a half, uh, and then I took a, a good little bit of a break and kind of got into the workforce, started working, started like trying to do gigs and stuff, get my... like. So you didn't graduate? No, I didn't graduate, um, and... I remember stopping because I felt like I didn't want to be a classical singer, right? Which is what I was going to do. Like, and, what, and what, classical would be what opera? Well, or? in in the in the in the world, we'd call it art singing, right? It's art song, um, and that that encompasses like different languages, right. things from musicals, things from operas, things all kind all kinds of stuff. It's almost like. If I understand correctly, please correct me if I'm wrong. It's almost like using your voice as an instrument rather than paying attention to the words you're saying. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So so you, was that like, what, 2012, you decided that you wanted to try to start getting more gigs? It was probably like 2013, just gotcha. about. Okay. Um, I, I remember at the time, Blue Sky was still here. Yep. Down yep. on the corner. Yeah. And that was my first gig downtown. Nice. Yeah, dude. I remember. I Did remember. Did you have originals at the time? Um, yeah. I I mean when I was like twelve, I I, I was writing stuff and <laughs> I listened to the McCraney episode and he was talking about being a poet because he got his heart broken. And I'm like, man, that's that's exactly what happens. You get your heart broken and you're like, I'm gonna tell people about this. <laughs> Poetically. <laughs> and I'm going to make it sad as hell. I love that. <laughs> and and that's really what happened, man. The first song I ever wrote was like, sad as mess. <laughs> I think it was called uh, You Were Mine. Not You Are Mine. Right, 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 mine. right. You, yeah. Mm. Past tense, baby. So what, you were 13 at the time? Oh, I was like 13. <laughs> yeah. And I was like... That's a 13-year-old song title. Like, no offense to 13-year-old uh, you, but t- you were right on target. 13-year-old Tom is still proud of that song. <laughs> Because almost thirty-year-old Tom is going, you know, he was onto something. He the, so close. The execution was so off, but the spunk was there. The right? Spunk. right. Okay. So you did the first show though. Mm-hmm. Did that give you confidence? And and you decided that you were going to become a solo artist at that time. I had no idea how to do it, but I mean, the the that was back when I wanted. I wanted to be a rock star just like somebody else, you know. Mm-hmm. I at the time I I kind of I really looked up to people like Beta Me because mm-hmm. I really really I, still I think Beta Me is probably a thousand light years better than me and how than I'll ever be. But at the time, you know, you know, he was really cool, and I was like, man, you know, that's something that I could kind of aspire to be. And um, and you know, since then I've gotten to know Mike, and Mike's super cool, and, right? And uh, 
Talk about what that is really quickly if people don't know. What? The, oh, beta me? Mike, Mike beta me. The, the, <laughs> you're trying to like look. for people like if they wanted to know who you were talking about why you're specifically looking up to him kind of a thing. Uh, well because mike just had this i've like i've seen mike play so many times and he just has this way of putting emotion and aggression into his guitar playing which is really really effing cool to me and uh <laughs> and there's i also have a thing like a deep appreciation for blues music like that's kind of where I like went off when I wanted to learn. Like I I listened to Eric Clapton and BB King and right. things like that. And the, the, he was the only person that I like saw around town who was like playing those licks that mm. I that I like saw. Like I right. since then I've learned about you know other people who are doing those same things. But, right. Yeah. But Bademan was probably the first guy that I looked at and went, man, that dude's cool as mess. You know, and. Since then, I think I've as I've, as I've gotten older, it's just it's gotten less about I want to be like Mike. To <laughs> what are the things that what are the things that he was doing right. that I really really appreciated? Right, he was putting himself in his music. He wasn't right. thinking about what's going on around him. He's being in the moment in the song. We're gonna be back to talk to Tom about where his musical influences come from, and of course. Later on, we'll be dropping the disc and doing some original local music right here at Augusta Podcast Studio. Last year, we brought on a guest. His name is Trip Harrison. And if you're not familiar with who he is or what he does, you need to listen to the episode. He works for Edgar's Hospitality Group, partnered with Goodwill. And guys, they are doing incredible work here in Augusta. They've got Helms College, two-year degree for culinary school, incredible, and What's better is those culinary students get to work at a high class level for individuals and clients and clientele. And those restaurants are Edgar's Grill, Edgar's Above Broad, and the Pinnacle Club. And I'm here to tell you that if you have not been to Edgar's Above Broad or the Pinnacle Club, you need to do that now. You need to check them out. They're incredible food, incredible service, and it's just fun. Check them out. Edgar's Hospitality Group. Um, what were some of your inspirations and initially playing guitar, singing, songwriting, what, what were your inspirations and maybe what did it grow into? Uh, I, well, I, I had a, a huge appreciation for BB King and Clapton and that le and like, to me, John Mayer was just sort of a transition from Clapton because he's just he's just doing modern, a lot of, yeah modern, he's just doing right. a lot of the same things yeah, yeah. Um, like if if you like Eric Clapton you're gonna love John Mayer <laughs> if right. you like that you're gonna love this exactly if you like John Mayer you're gonna like Tom Reed <laughs> if you like, that's a good transition honestly <laughs> if you like the insane clown posse you're gonna love Tom Reed <laughs> pause hold on. <laughs> So, but were were those were those the only two people? No, 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 no. Okay. So, like, I got into uh, Amos Lee kind of early. Mm. Really, like, he just the way he wrote songs, just the way he sang, and the way that he he sort of he, when he when you hear his songs, you can kind you can you're kind of in this moment where he's telling you this story, right? And that's mm -hmm. really cool. Um, really got into. I don't know if y'all ever listened to Alan Stone, but Alan Stone really got my interest early. He uh, came to town, played in the Bell Auditorium, or no, the James Brown Arena with Amos Lee, open for Amos Lee. Okay, perfect show for you. Oh, dude, it was amazing. This was like kind of before I knew about Alan. This is where I like found out about him. He came out and just played an, an amazing show, and then Amos Lee came out, and I was like, man. <laughs> This is not nearly as good as the last one. <laughs> and and since then I've seen I've met I've met Alan a few times and seen him and he's just he's a he's a really cool guy. Just a lot of a lot of soulful stuff. But really most of my influence came from like older stuff like Otis Redding. Yeah. Um uh, Sam Cooke. Okay. Um what's your favorite Sam Cooke song? Well, you put him on the spot. I have to. I love Sam Saturday Cook. night and I ain't got nobody. I got some money because I just got paid. I'm good with this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm happy about that. I'm happy not only with your answer, but how you answered. That That's just like, that one's stuck in my head. That one's always stuck in my head. But I, I mean, 
man, anything Sam sang was just amazing. Gotcha. Yeah. But it, to be fair, if I had to choose between Sam Cooke and Otis Redding, I'd pick Otis Redding. Really? Otis, yeah. Like, when you listen to Otis Redding, you have to listen to, like, the record before you listen to the live show because two things are going to happen. One, in the live show, he plays it almost twice as fast as the record because they're just super pumped. And two... You can always tell where the song is in the set list by how raspy Otis's mm. voice is. <laughs> and literally, that's the best part. Because <laughs> uh, he always saves, you know, try a little tenderness for kind of like towards the end. <laughs> and he gets that drop, drop, drop. That's the good stuff. That's the good stuff. So let's let's actually take what you just said. We're talking about listening to live music and we're talking about recorded music. In 2013, you started your kind of solo career. Sure. Bring us up. What happened next? Were you, you know, you went to New York and you were in <laughs> Times Square. You came back. Tell um, us about what happened. I've, so, so when I was in high school, I, I used to do these summer camps where I would go to Nashville and do these gospel singing school things. Like people used to go to 4-H camp. I would go to Southern Baptist gospel singing schools. You've got to have a checklist of like weird, great. Thing. I would say great decisions for your voice. Just like you've oh, yeah. had, you've hit all of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like I've I've met Bill Gaither. Like if Southern gospel stuff. Like I've. It's weird because I have a huge deep appreciation for it, but I don't listen to that much of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, like I've I met this really nice man named Ben Spear, who like the school that I went to was his, and he like gave me a scholarship to go, and it was. There, I just learned more music, music theory and ideas, and right. just about it. So, like by the time I got into college, I was pretty well versed in all this stuff, mm-hmm. and it was, and it was also like I had met so many people in doing all this stuff, kind of early in my life. Not really doing it for, you know, I'm I'm on stage and I'm singing things, but sort of they're learning from people who are doing those things. Gotcha. And, you know. When I started kind of in 2013, I, I really didn't know what to do because I didn't, I didn't realize what playing for three hours meant, didn't know like what all that entailed and just sort of started to meet people and, you know, this person would help me a little bit, this person would help me a little bit. Um, met people like Jason Shepard who mm-hmm. like really helped me. He's sort of a vet of like the scene and knowing people and he's just sort of helped me out a lot and giving me pointers of like, hey, this is probably a good idea to do. This is, you know, this is probably a safe thing not to sort of dig into too much, things like that. And So you're mentioning other people. During this time period, were you solo the whole time? Did you play with other bands? So I had a band called, a, I still have it. It's, called, it's a trio called The Tandem. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> I like it. You are... <laughs> The tandem, but it's a trio. <laughs> right. So the, de- the definition of a tandem are multiple engines working towards a singular uh, purpose. Okay, gotcha. Right? Yes. And at the time, I was spending a lot of time on the river and kayaking and stuff. Okay, yeah. So that just sort of transitioned. Gotcha. I like it. Um, but, you know, we, I, I was playing a lot with them, and that sort of became how we got into the scene. Like... At that point in time, like there wasn't in 2013, there wasn't that many solo singers, right? Right. Um, it was sort of a band's market, mm-hmm. and it's a band's world. Yeah, right. It's a band's world. <laughs> is that copyrighted? No, I don't know. I love it. <laughs> now it is. We're about to uh, but, get on that. You know, like there wasn't that many like solo places to play. Like if you had a mm-hmm. band, you could get in Metro, you could get in the playground at the time you could get in, you know, maybe uh, uh, soul bar. There was a few places you could go. Um, so that sort of was the way that we got out there so that people were like, Oh, Oh, this kid can play guitar and he can kind of sing, you know? Right. Um, and the band was me and uh, the drummer was Ryan Riddle. Who's a good, good friend of mine. Uh, and the bass player was a guy named Caleb Wilkerson, um, who plays keys for Going South. Shout okay, out Going very South. Very cool, yeah. Shout out. Um, but yeah, that's that's sort of how we. I got to know some of the people in Metro. That's kind of how I got to know Ryan Abel. That's yeah. How I got to know just people who had some influence and could say, "Oh, this guy, you, 
come here. Yeah. See what you can do. Right. And, and I kind of have based my entire career, air quotes, career in Augusta <laughs> off of doing things that people didn't know I could do in a moment that they needed somebody to do it. Uh, All right, you got to be... That poses re- you- me a question. Sure. <laughs> I was at an event, a YPA event, two, two and a half, three years ago, maybe two years ago, and you were there. It yep. was incredible. And someone said, play R. Kelly. And you're like, I got you, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it's just things that people didn't know. Like One of those things. Yeah, it's just and one it, of those things. And you played the longest R. Kelly song ever recorded. <laughs> 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 you gave them what they wanted. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that's, that's it. That's just it, man. I've always... I've never really aspired to be the 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 main guy like that dude i've always aspired to be like an auxiliary player or a utility player somebody that you call that you really need right why is that just i don't know man i just always the the thing that always stuck out to me and always sort of grabbed my attention was like the grammy awards right it's this huge night there's a there's red carpet there's people in really fancy suits and dresses and all this stuff. And they're going and they're getting awards. You know what? But none of them are being paid to be there. Mm-hmm. There are some people being paid to be there. And they're sitting up on stage wearing all black, playing music. I hear you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So for you, it sounds like it's less about accolades and it's less about recognition than it is about being able to do what you love. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why teaching's cool, man. Yeah. Because teaching isn't about you. So when when did you start teaching? Let me ask this. Do you record music? Not really. Okay. So, <clears throat> so really, in the time that you were performing, a lot of people would have taken that extra time and started recording. It sounds like in that extra time, you've decided to start teaching. Yeah, because it, because of money, man. You know, <laughs> like and, and and it's it's hilarious. How but, long have you been doing it though? Um, seriously, probably like three years. Okay, yeah. Um, but you know, like I've been learning music and been on this journey for like over ten years, right? Over right. fifteen. And so, like the the amount of knowledge that I have is there. It's just I haven't always wanted to be the dude that that gave out the knowledge, but I've come to sort of realize as of late that that like moment when people get it you know that's the coolest thing ever yeah so you're not only teaching you're also at the same time you mentioned that you're going back to school right now Mm -hmm. let me ask what is it that you hope to gain from that a little piece of paper like most, but, but what do you want to be able to do with that? So I'm I'm sort of torn right now because I, I have a few things that I'm kind of like interested in doing. Okay, um, I, I I really like the idea of teaching, both both on the instrument level and sort of like the history side of it. Right? Gotcha. Um, like music history, yeah, specifically yeah, yeah, like yeah. humanities arts type of a right. Okay. So um, I'm I'm thinking about finishing this degree possibly getting certified to teach so I can do that if I want to. Um, but if I go and finish, like go and do further education, I'm going to dive into something that's called musicology, which okay. is uh, kind of... By the way, you have got to be the most educated musician we've had on. Oh, no. And I don't mean that in a disparaging way. I mean that in a you've literally been taking classes for like 10 or 15 years and you're talking about history and teaching and education and all this stuff. I think it's really cool that right that was the stuff that like made me like interested in music though like my bookshelf has american history like m- american music history so i was so. making fun of you for the renaissance stuff but you actually probably really liked that it's pretty cool right it, the stuff's pretty cool and yeah. that's and i i i'm not gonna ever sit here and be like i under i don't understand why somebody would make fun of this or why <laughs> why you would want to find humor in, in this like kind of silly thing. But I get it. I like 2000% get it. But at the same time, this music's like five or 600 years old and right. someone's singing it. You well, know? and it, yeah. it's the foundation of music today. Right. If you really like fully understand all that. Right. And it, yeah, I've just finished up part two of a part of three, like three part classes. And um, 
yeah, dude. It's <laughs> it's so cool. It's so cool. Like we haven't even gotten to like. Did you enjoy humanities? Never got to. I didn't have to take humanities. You know, they I'm don't. So mad do, at you. They don't do that anymore, like they did for but us. He, but he started college when I did. Yeah, I I got into the class and was like, this is stupid, and it's three <laughs> hours long. It is three hours long. You know, they don't have to do that anymore. Oh yeah, isn't I, that frustrating? Yeah, but now you have to take a in, inquisit inqu, inquisitive. That's, that's fair. I'd just sit in the classroom for an extra hour. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm here, man. Just give me my piece of paper. <laughs> so, but you were talking about, I'm sorry, you're talking about musicology. Oh, yeah. So that's that's kind of, I, I want to find out more about it. Like, because it's the study of music and people, right? Mm-hmm. So how do people affect music? How does music affect people? I'm, I'm going to stop myself here because I can go down a very deep rabbit hole of what all that means and... And I, I don't want to do that. Do you want to get a doctorate in that as well? I don't know. It, like I know I'd if I if I know I'd want to do, do a master's. You like totally. Do. I, don't, I really don't know. <laughs> Doctor Reed sounds cool as mess. <laughs> I, like, I sound like I'm in the Fantastic Four, right? <laughs> right. You do. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Stick around. When we come back, we're talking to Tom about how he has overcome adversity in 2020. But before we do that, let me take this opportunity to talk about our friends at the Clubhouse. Now, all of you know that the Clubhouse is a really awesome co-working space. They have networking options. They have involvement. They have cyber coding classes. They have all this stuff going on. But another thing that the Clubhouse is now having to offer is their own podcast. We've talked about this a little bit. Eric Parker, former guest of our show, is now hosting Make Startups. This monthly podcast is Eric's opportunity to talk about growing Augusta, his efforts, what is going on around the country, and so many other themes, all centered around the title, Make Startups. Check him out, Make Startups. Newest episode is just dropping, and we are really excited about it. Congratulations to Eric and check them out at theclubhow.se and makestartups.com. In these episodes, one thing that we're really, really excited for is to hear you play some music. And right. Honestly, like... People I at have, home are w- waiting for David to shut up. At, <laughs> as we have gone further in this episode, I've honestly gotten more excited just right. you talking about all the different things you've done. That's fun. That's cool. <laughs> I, I, that's flattering. Very flattering. I'm I'm really excited for it. Um, but before we do that, we talked a little bit at the beginning of this episode about COVID nineteen, yep. and about this year being the year that you said this is my year. This is the year of entertainment, in person events. Hell yeah, let's go! Talk to us about going into it, and then how you've made it this far. Um, I don't want to sound like a bummer. Don't. No, no, no. Don't. Don't. But just be honest. So going into it, I think I had the same thoughts as most people, you know, um, just like with anything, car accidents, cancer, anything. It's not going to happen to me. It's not going to affect me. Right. That that mentality. As it started getting more serious, like we were talking about when when Masters got canceled, that's when I was like, oh, you know, F, this is not good. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um. And there's just a bunch of things that got canceled, bunch of time, you know, doing live videos on Facebook, things like that. Going into it, I wanted to try to come out of it with some sort of better understanding of myself and mm-hmm. what what would make me happy in in playing and things like that. And you know. You know, still thinking kind of mostly about myself, and you know, I've lost some people that I've known, like because of COVID, and then you know, stuff hits the fan and stuff gets real, and you know, I I came in here with my mask and was was kind of like you know, I I hope they don't think it's funny or anything. No, no, you know what I mean? No, not at all. I I know some people get some flack for for taking precautions and stuff, and it just it, it really bums me out because. You know, well, and as crazy yeah, as this right. room looks, like we wear the mask coming in, we oh, have right. the children's sanitizer stuff that we cover the room in before anybody comes in <laughs> right. or leaves. Get, like, gotten from undisclosed locations. It's right. in your lungs and, right now. And, and you don't know what happened. See, but I already it's in told them this mic smells great. Is the like a hospital. There we go. <laughs> but people make fun of us for that. But no, that's appreciate. I felt I really appreciate it. You know, and it's. <sighs> 
my 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 whole thing, my like philosophy for life is, you know, if someone wants to do something that makes them feel more like themselves, I'm all about it. I'm going to be behind that no matter what. It's a good way to say that. Right. Um, the moment that what you want to do interferes with how someone's quality of life may be, that's when I think you got to like check yourself or at least look at yourself and go, you know. And so have you been doing any kind of shows or anything this year? Oh, yeah. Trying to. Um, just Have you done any virtual shows? No, I haven't. No, I, okay. I've, done, I've, done, I've done some live events with my buddy Shep. Okay. Who's sitting by his pool. Jason Shepard. Shout out to Jason. I shout watched a Jason. couple of those. Yeah, they were, they were dope, yeah, man. They were They're, fun. Um, we had a lot of fun just sitting by the pool, drinking beer, and literally going, hey, what do you want to play next, man? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and, you know, I'm super hopeful about all the vaccine stuff that's coming out, and I really right. think that, you know, especially by, you know, this coming spring when things start rolling again, when Masters comes back around, I think Augusta may uh, be in a much better spot. I think people are going to start trusting some things a little bit more. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful for it, but, you know, people have to be smart, man. You know, yeah, because us being lax about it got us in this situation to begin with. So, it, it, and it, it doesn't hurt anybody to be conscientious. And if you, you know, if you forget to be conscientious, don't you know, it's okay. Just you know, you're right. We're not go, shaming people. Yeah, go get. Just wear a mask, man. Here's <laughs> yeah. a, here's one. Here's so, since COVID has started, I mean, like, I know that you probably kind of had. And I don't blame you for this, but I'm sure you probably had dreams of grandeur when you started and, and you said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be on these big stages in front of all these people. Maybe you'd be wearing a black tuxedo, but there's still a lot of people listening in the dreams, for I'm sure. sure. Man. How, did, how has that changed or, or has it not changed? Has it just taken a step to next year instead of this year? So I, I learned when I was younger that trying to be the guy and trying to be that is very rare you mm -hmm. know it's, mm -hmm. it's yeah. like it's like trying to be an nfl punter man it's <laughs> it's it's very if you can get there oh it's amazing yes yeah, good job but <laughs> there's so many other avenues that you can go right and be right. successful and be happy and that's sort of how i look at it you know so you're an mls guy <laughs> I, I have I literally have a Falcons tattoo on my on my arm. And you, you hear that you hear right that city sigh. wrong team, yeah, right yeah. city wrong team, yeah. right city wrong team, right stadium wrong team, man. Oh. That's a different podcast. I love that. Yeah, that's going we'll talk about that on the come follow back, up. Come back up. Yeah. We um, we have a sports cup podcast coming on. Oh, I'm there. Knock on wood. I'm yeah, there. knock on wood. Is that the name of it cuz that's amazing. <laughs> Now go away. I'm checking the trademark after this. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually not a bad idea. So, but like, continue. I'm sorry, but, but, but we kind of cut you off. It's there. okay. So um, we have that uh, that happened. You know, being that guy's really hard, right? And it's very rare, right? Um, and you know, someone told me the moment that you get over wanting to be famous is the moment that you can be happy. Mm. And I took that and tweaked it a little bit. Was that at the wise age of like 27 that you heard that? I can't really remember. I know who told me that. Touche. I know exactly who told me that, and I know when they told me that. And I I remember, I think it was probably last year when they told okay. me that. And I was like, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but So that was something that someone told you right as you were about to go solo. Yeah, we, we were going to a little gig, and I was asking him how he... Uh, how he like handled, you know, pressure and like how how he went about getting known and getting gigs and things like that. And he's like, "You gotta not want to be famous, man. It's Augusta." And you know that little reality check hurts in a in a way if you have that if you have that delusion of grandeur. What does that mean to you though? Does that mean that you'll never play on a large stage? Oh no, man. Because you know I'm. I also enjoy theater and stuff, and I I was I worked with the players earlier this year in February with Mamma Mia. I played guitar for that show. Really? So yeah. I, we watched that. My I took my girlfriend there on a date. Oh, you were hearing me, man. That was me. That's, That's awesome. Incredible. Um, the music was great. That for was that, show. that was literally a dream of mine of playing in a pit orchestra with, That's as a guitar. Super cool. Okay. And that was the first time I ever did it. Shout out Scott Sadell. Yeah. Yep. Shout out. Uh, shout out Paul Paul Jones, the oh, music yeah. director. Um, but, like, I really wanted to work with them some more, and COVID kind of put a big hair in that. So I took all that as 
find what's going to make you happy and, and pursue what's going to make you happy. And at the mm. end of the day, I realized that having people shout my name and you know spend thousands of dollars to see me is not what I really want. What I want is kind of what we were talking about earlier. Like if you can affect somebody today uh, with a song or with something, that's worth it. Changing someone's outlook on a bad day, helping someone's positive outlook on a good day, those are the things that are worth it. And if you ask like an artist, if you asked Beyonce or you asked, you know, any famous artist, big, Michael Jackson, they'll all say, you know, the thing that makes them happy is making someone else happy, right? And what I really found out that made me happy was helping people understand how to make music and make themselves happy and playing in theater situations, having a performance, mm -hmm. not being the person, mm -hmm. not being the guy that you're looking at, but being the person that's supporting all that. Ooh, that's the stuff, man. That stuff makes me cry. That stuff makes a difference. It does make a difference. That well, we we, we talked about music history. What right. I, what I sort of take away from music history is that the people that we remember in history books, they all taught somebody. They were right, all teachers. Right. I mean, you listen to uh, that old Renaissance music that sounds terrible to listen to, but <laughs> but you hear four different people saying four different things at the same time, and you're like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But then. If you if you kind of think further into it, that is actually the type of music that created rock and roll. Oh yeah, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years later, the building on and building on of those dissonance concepts. All of a sudden, now you've got rock and roll, and you've got duets and ballads and all this stuff, and it's all an accident, man. Right, it's all an accident. If if here's the thing, if a dude never strung a piece of gut across two points, they would have never figured out it made a sound. If T-Bone Walker didn't bust a speaker in Sun Records in like 1938, <laughs> we wouldn't have had distortion. You know, we're about to start sounding like a podcast coming out of Colorado or uh, <laughs> California. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you there's a, there's an obvious progression, right? The when I was in English, the last paper I wrote was how slave songs turned into rock and roll, mm. and how there is a literal linear progression, right, uh, of that right turning into that, and Spoiler alert, white people ruin it. Elvis is the bad guy, unfortunately. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Elvis is the bad guy. <laughs> T-L-D-R, too long, don't read, but Elvis is the bad guy. Right, exactly. That's, that's great, that's great. So, so I have to ask, you know, you, when I've seen you, you do covers really well. You have a very good presence with the people there watching right. you. And that's a compliment. You thank know? you. Yeah, thank yeah, you I so mean, much. That, that's ahead. just that's that's what what's all about. When you're writing music, though, you know you you kind of preface that you you have a couple songs that you want to play for us. But when you're writing music, what is your what are you writing about? You know, a lot of people that we've had on, it's very easy to write about a breakup. Oh yeah. know, or heartbroken. You know. Or I didn't get a job equals heartbroken. You know, it's it's very <laughs> yeah. easy to write about that. But uh, truck didn't start. Right, heartbroken. The truck, yeah, my favorite car died. <laughs> but you know, so my beer is empty. <laughs> it's flat. <laughs> That's a horror so, story. That's not that a is, song. That's There's bad. no propane. <laughs> okay, okay, let, we're going down a rabbit hole, guys. But uh, anyways, what what are some of the things that you're writing about? To be completely real with you, it's the I never really write unless I feel unless I'm like unless I hear a tune in my head that I can't get out of my head mm -hmm. because I'm I don't write that often I really really don't but if I write a song to me if it doesn't make me want to sing it I don't even like finish writing it mm -hmm. so typically it's something that I find catchy could be slow could be fast could mm -hmm. be happy could be sad but catchy. Um, but the subject matter usually revolves around um, things that I love, people, right. my family, my girlfriend. Um, in the same vein, you know, I, I've written breakup songs and things like that. And it's, I've never really, there was a point in my life that I tried to like not write love songs or tried to write a song that wasn't about that. I mean, that's a that's an accomplishment. Sure. Because uh, it's it, so easy to write a oh, love yeah. song or a heartbroken song. And when song. he says easy, 
relatively speaking, obviously. Right. Like, it, we couldn't do it. But no, like, bro. I've read, someone like you. I've written, <laughs> He's like, written 10. Like, Chris, I've written 10 He has a Google Docs. Chris has I, 20 Shakespearean He's sonnets. He's not lying. <laughs> on my Google Drive, I've got all my songs. I would, that's cool. where I keep mine, man. Hey. I if, mean, I've if, written songs about my dad. Yeah. You know, that's that. And, like, to this day, like, if I played this song and he'll hear, inherit it, he would, like, straight up cry. I know, I know, I can tell, like, before, like, I get to the chorus, like, he's like, (laughs) yeah, you know, and I'm like, oh, here it comes. Hold on, David. The way I proposed to Audrey was a song I wrote. I knew for her. that. I okay. did know that. Okay. I did I was know that. Say, I write songs. D- yeah. It was during Honestly, Arts in the Heart, and there's a crowd. It was like not meant to be, but need, it happened. We need to do an episode in the future of Augusta musicians doing your songs. <laughs> That's amazing. I would there, genuinely pay honestly, money. That might be hidden content. Honestly, each each song has an artist that I would like in Augusta that I would like to sing. Perfect. We'll do an album. We'll do a Christmas awesome. album next there year. It is. Next year. We I don't have it. time. <laughs> Christmas is today. Chess nab holds roasting on an open. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Before we get too driven off track here, um, we're gonna finish this episode with a little bit of music. But yes. before we do that. There's a little bit of a consistency that we need yeah, to stick with here. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And one super cool thing that we have started doing and that we're going to be able to do in 2021 is say that the Drop the Disc question is sponsored and presented by Tranner Gray. They are a multi-Emmy award-winning media group. Not only do they make incredible, thoughtful, tear-jerking commercials, they also do a really good job with web design. They do graphic design. They are your one-stop shop for an incredible media marketing group. Trainer Gray, thank you for sponsoring the Drop the Disc question. So, uh, you know, we're Drop the Disc podcast, and uh, we ask every guest that we have on the show that's not tuning their guitar (laughs) to answer this question. If someone were to walk up to you Mm -hmm. and just talk negatively about the city of Augusta, the CSRA... Even reaching out to a little bit of Lincolnton, maybe. No, including oh, Lincolnton. Yes, that's Lincolnton. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. CSRA. Throw them in. Um, what would your response be to them? <sighs> Boss, you 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 aren't seeing you you aren't seeing all of Augusta, man. Like Augusta, I, to me, I I I've had I have every opportunity to go somewhere else. You know, I could if I really wanted to, but Augusta is everything that you need it to be. And everything that you don't need it to be. And I mean that both in positive ways and negative ways. But for every negative thing that I've ever experienced in Augusta, Augusta has like smiled on me and loved me. And so for people who like don't think that Augusta has much to offer, I would assume that they aren't offering Augusta much. Mm. You know what I mean? That is a great way to put that. Yeah. If first, you, first ever, by the way. I don't think anyone said that. Oh, yeah. yeah that's first take, too. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, though, what you give, what you breathe into Augusta, Augusta tends to give back, man. Right. Um, and I can't, I can't, I know of people that that hasn't worked out for. Mm-hmm. And I also know people who've just not gone about it the right way, you know. Mm-hmm. No one, like, specifically I can think of. But, you know, for for every person that I know, as for as much as they loved on Augusta, Augusta loved on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love that. All well, right. Thank you. Now we're about to get to the really, really exciting portion of this. We're going to hear some original music, potentially. Yeah. Right? Some original local music. Sure. Yes. But we'll be right back. We are super, super excited about having Savannah River Brewery being our beer sponsor, drink sponsor for 2021. And this is just an growing, growing relationship that we're having with them. And I'm here to tell you that they make incredible beer. They make incredible beer. And they also do incredible collaborations with the city of Augusta, which is exactly what Drop the Disc is trying to do. So, guys, if you want to try good beer, if you want to have a good time, check them out. You can buy any of their beer in a Kroger, even a Circle K. And uh, if you just want to drink something in the tap room, go right on in grab a beer, make sure you mention that you listen to Drop the Disc Podcast and let them know that we told you to try their beer because it is awesome. And we're back with Tom Reed 
Take it away, man. My name's Tom Reed, and this is Since That Girl Came Around. And so was my heart Captured from the very start There's nothing I could do To stand the way Blushing, smiling, smelling sweet Sweeping me off my feet I don't know if I've known a better day The way she looks at me I don't feel ground beneath my feet The way the world feels upside down Since that girl came around She was telling me better lines than the ones I've said a million times and making me believe everyone dancing around this one horse town like we had a wish to burn it down and waiting for the sun until we kissed the way she takes my hand way that she makes me a better man The way I don't want to let her down Since that girl came around Drifting has always been my journey Taking and leaving as I go no one can make me stay no one made it feel like home no one made me want to come back home the way I need her lets me down I've searched and finally found since that girl came around since that girl came around since that girl came That was beautiful, man. Thanks, man. Seriously, beautiful. So that was for uh, that was for Kristen. Kristen, yeah. shout out. So you you weren't joking about John Mayer then? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what was that app that it was like? Some people could ask you questions anonymously. On, on what was it like? It was like Sarah, Sarah, Sarah app or something. I couldn't tell you the name, but I you remember do remember about? the. I, app. I know exactly what you're talking about. So I I, I straight up had had somebody go. You tried too hard to be Dave Matthews and John Mayer. Mm. <laughs> I went man. He was like, hey, dude, that's not even a question. Like, duh. <laughs> but no, I like. To this day, I wish I knew who that was because I want to go. Thank you so much. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you, think- you changed my music. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with Dave. He, he knows how to Dave. jam. All right, we're ready when you are. Uh, my name is Tom Reed, and uh, this is the man with my last name. I know I'm not what he planned for 
what we consider goals ain't the same but no matter how old i get and no matter how much i forget dad will always be his name i'll never say that he was the greatest but he never let me down and although he'll laugh when i say this he was the best dad in town he did everything he could to make us happy there was nothing that he wouldn't do i saw love when he looked at my mama me and my brother too i never want to put the man to shame I'm assuming that's the song. Oh, that, yeah, he's gonna, yeah, he's going to cry. That's the song. I have a question. Like, How long do songs write? That's, like, how that's, long did that, they take that to That song write? took 25 minutes. Straight. Really? Um, I met a dude named Archie Jordan who wrote songs for Ronnie Millsap, and I played him that song. And the only thing he told me was I had, I had some subject-verb agreement things that didn't line <laughs> up. <laughs> Honestly, though, as far as criticism goes, that's the best you can hope for. Right. Yeah, he told me that, and I was like... Word, I, I, Word, I, I, I can do that. I can change that. What is? What does he say about stuff like y'all? Uh, no, it was. It was. <laughs> just it was. It was at one point. I was, Not a whole I lot. Like, I like talked to straight to my dad, and other times I was talking about my dad. Oh. Okay, he said you got to make that a constant thing. Gotcha. Really? Now, can I? I'm, I want to put you on the spot really quickly, if you don't mind. Sure. Just maybe even just you and your voice, but you. I know you feel comfortable behind the guitar. This is a holiday episode. What are the odds that we could get some kind of Christmas tune to close us out today? Okay. Dashing through the snow. Oh my goodness. In a one-horse open sleigh. Okay. Oh, the fields we go. Uh. Laughing all the way. Ha 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 ha. Oh, the hills we ring. Yeah. Making spirits bright. Okay. What fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey. hey. 
Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one horse open sleigh. Wow. We got the jam. <laughs> we got Tom Reed in the house. Tom Reed, thank you so thank much you. for being here, yeah. man. Thank you all so much. Merry Christmas. Me. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Hey guys, this is Chris with Around Augusta. If you're not familiar with this segment, this is a pure fun segment for me to talk about new things coming to the city or have opened in the city. And Happy New Year. It is 2021 and we're going to kick it off with two new things on the docket. First up, about three to four, maybe even five months ago, I posted on our Instagram things coming to town. And one of those things was I Love Mac and Cheese Store. It's a franchise coming to Augusta. It is coming soon. They put up their sign. It's off of Cabela Drive in the village off of Riverwatch. We are super excited about this. Can't wait to eat some good mac and cheese sandwiches. Second, we have Gransky's Record Shop. Okay, this shop is brand new, new space, looks incredible. I'm looking at a picture right now. It makes me want to go check it out. They sell records. It's an awesome record store downtown. The address is 1151 Broad Street, Augusta, Georgia, 30901. Check it out today. They are open all day. 